the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the first parable that Jesus gives today about the man, the rich man who has, uh, wants to tear down his, uh, his old barns and build new ones, the title of this parable is called The Rich Fool. Right? And the word fool is somewhat offensive, right? If anyone called, uh, if we hear that word, we might just think that's, that's, that's a lot. But the word fool defined is this. A fool is a person who acts unwisely or recklessly. So Jesus is referring to this rich man in the parable as a fool because he acts recklessly and unwisely. And why? Why does Jesus call him a fool? Is because this man in today's gospel wasn't consulting with God about his future plans and therefore more than likely was pretty anxious. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to plan. I got to plan. I got to tear these down and build these and do this and do that. And there was no dependence on God. So God says, you're a fool. You're a fool. And brothers and sisters, as much as the word fool can be offensive, we too at times are fools because we act recklessly. We act unwisely when it comes to our future. When it comes to our future, we just kind of want to have this plan and do these things. And yes, we should plan, but we depend way too much on ourselves oftentimes versus dependence on God. And that makes us foolish. And God does not want that. So anxiety, anxiousness, nervousness, worry, stress, all these things go very much together. And some of you might be thinking, why does Father Ryan always seem to talk about anxiety and worry and these kinds of things? Maybe because those are all things that I struggle with. But I would say that the first thing that I want to talk about today, because again, if we're anxious about this planning constantly, then we have to take a look at it often. And the reason I talk about this topic often, first reason I talk about anxiety a lot is because if Jesus talks about it, then I'm going to talk about it. In today's gospel, Jesus is very clear that we should not be anxious. Today, Jesus is very clear that he forbids us to be anxious. He says in today's gospel, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Can any of you, by worrying, add one moment to your lifespan? If even the smallest things are beyond your control, why are you anxious about the rest? I talk about it because Jesus talks about it. And if Jesus forbids it as the father of this family, I'm going to remind all of us, myself included, anxiety, anxiousness, worry, stress is not part of God's divine plan. He does not want it for our lives. So that's why we talk about it. He brings it up in the gospel. Anxiousness and anxiety, right, defined is this fear of the unknown. It's the fear of a future event that's not here yet. The man in today's parable, there was some type of anxiousness. Why does Jesus give us this parable then start talking about don't be anxious, don't worry, don't stress out, don't worry about your life. There's this future thing. Okay, I'm out of storage for my crops. What do I do now? I need to do this. I need to do that. I, 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 nothing about God. And Jesus says, you're a fool. You're acting unwisely. You're acting recklessly. And this is why he does that. Right? So Jesus forbids us to be anxious. Jesus forbids us to have anxiety because he is our God. He is our Lord. And he is already in the future. God is out of time. God is not looking at the clock today and saying, today is June 25th. At this time, 
God is outside of time. He is in the future. And if we have God, if Jesus is our Lord and Savior, then we don't have to worry about the future because anxiety is always, and anxiousness is always rooted with a future event that's not here yet. It always has to do with this fear of an unknown situation that's coming up. And Jesus says, don't be a fool. Don't fall for it. So that's the first reason I talk about it a lot. Second reason I talk about anxiety and anxiousness and worry a lot is because in the USA, currently, right now, we are in an epidemic. We're familiar with the word pandemic because of COVID, but what's an epidemic? An epidemic defined is a widespread occurrence of an infectious disease in a community at a particular time. And brothers and sisters, in the United States of America, in this time, there's an infectious disease, which is anxiety, which is anxiousness, which is worry, which is stress. We are the most stressed out generation in comparison to any other generation. Completely stressed out. And we want to, you know, we're, we're in this constant state of panic. We're in this constant state of, I need to control. And we're in an epidemic, so we need to talk about it. That's why I bring it up. That's why I discuss it often. Studies show, right, where what I, the studies show that 20% of Americans suffer from some anxiety disorder, and millions of Americans wrestle with worry and stress on a daily basis. And no offense to anybody who today is maybe on medication for anti-anxiety, someone who's struggling, it's a real thing. So no, no judgment. It's not a lack of, of faith. It's human. We're all pretty anxious at times. There's this upcoming exam, there's this, 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 and that coming up. 20% are clinically today anxious. Clinically. And the other 80%, which is maybe a lot of us here, wrestle on a daily basis with this undiagnosed, but in a constant state of panic, worry, fear, and anxiousness. Right, and maybe it's not, I'm not on medication, and maybe I'm not clinically, but what does it look like? Right? Some of us go from zero to widow in 60 seconds because my spouse didn't answer my phone call or my spouse is late from work and so I'm from zero, I'm perfectly fine, they didn't answer, I'm a widow. He's in a ditch, he's somewhere, he's over there. Yeah, you're laughing because you know it's true. Some of us right, struggle going to sleep every night because we're so worried about my problems that I have at work. Constant state of panic. My bills, my finances, business, what's going to happen? Many parents are constantly questioning whether they are ruining their children. Am I a good mother? Am I a good father? Am I failing? How many of us watch the news and constantly there's this growing sense of fear and anxiousness every time I'm on some type of social media platform or watching the news? We're nervous constantly, panic. So we start to act recklessly and foolishly. And Jesus forbids that. How many of us, as Monday morning shows up, every Monday morning, we wake up feeling crushed by the weight of the upcoming week? Right? So it doesn't have to be part of that 20%. All of us struggle in this some area or another when it comes to this. So that's the second reason. First reason I talk about anxiety a lot is because Jesus talks about it. Second is because we are currently in the United States in an epidemic. And third, I talk about it because I myself have really struggled with anxiety in the past. 
And it's not a good feeling. And so again, as the father of this family, it's not something I hide or, you know, or, or I don't want to discuss that, but it's a real thing. And as a father, we need to gather and say, let's talk about this, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. Let's talk about it. In 2016, in my first year of priesthood, I believe that all of my anxiousness as a little kid caught up to me. It was my first year of priesthood. Things were going great. And as I entered into more responsibilities, more pressure, I need to perform, I got to impress people, I got to take on the world, my anxiety just went through the roof. My body was speaking to me and I didn't even know it. I felt this constant tightness in my chest, felt like my clothes were tight on me, I had shortness of breath, I remember getting stuck in traffic one day and I was already late and then through the roof my anxiety came and I thought like, I'm having a heart attack. These are signs. God has designed our bodies to speak to us. God has designed our body to not ignore the symptoms. But we're so busy, we forget the symptoms. We want to push them away. We want to pretend they don't exist, because that's what I did. And I remember being in the chapel one day, my first year of priesthood, and feeling all of, this, all of, all of these symptoms, sitting in the chapel one day, in the Adoration Chapel, and saying to Jesus, Lord, take this away. I don't want to feel this tightness in my chest. Take it away. And the Lord spoke very, I heard him in my heart. He spoke to me and he said, Brian, you take it away. If I take it away, you'll be here next week with the same symptoms. I need you to cooperate with the graces that I want to give you to take it away. Oftentimes we say to Jesus, just take away my worries, take away my stress, take away my anxiety, take it away. And Jesus says, you take it away. Jesus doesn't want to take it away. Jesus wants to enter into it. We want to just, it to be gone. That's what I wanted. And Jesus is like, no, let me enter into it. Invite me into it. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. You want me to take it away, Jesus? What am I doing wrong? Slow down, he told me. You're not the savior of the world. You don't have to answer every phone call and text message and email and running around and being crazy and always in a hurry. Slow down. You're not the savior. I am. I'm the savior. I'm the savior. And so I had to slow down. I didn't meet people's expectations. And guess what? That's okay. That's okay. And so this is what the Lord was asking for me. I had to slow down. I had to spend more time in prayer. I had to bring the things, these future events that were causing me stress and anxiety. I had to bring these future things to the Lord throughout my prayer versus me just thinking one checklist, one check, 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 check throughout the day. I had to do that on a daily basis. I even took a six-week online course on how a Catholic should overcome anxiety. Took a six-week course. I didn't do it in six weeks. I did 30 minutes a day. And I learned something in that program that changed my life forever. And I want to share that with you and we'll wrap up. I want to share with you something that really, really brought things back into perspective for me. I learned something that all of us can use. I, can, I learned something that we can teach our children. Right? We often say to our kids, like, calm down. No, we shouldn't just tell them to calm down. 
Something is bothering us, something is bothering our children, something is bothering our spouse, something is bothering my coworker, the people I work with, I go to school. Rather than just calm down, calm down does not work. Don't think about it, think of, don't think about it doesn't work. Don't worry, that does not work. Realistically, there are five steps that I learned on how to overcome this type of anxiety. And right now I'm looking for brave souls to grab their phones, make some notes, not fear of being judged of what these five steps are. Take a piece of paper out, write them down. Because as mother of God, we will be less anxious family. Amen? Amen. Because Jesus does not want and he forbids it. So what are these five steps, right? And I still follow them till this day on a daily basis. Whenever I feel myself being anxious about a future thing that's coming up that's not here yet. Step number one. Bringing myself back to the present moment. Where am I right now? Not in the future, where am I right now? Step number two, without judgment or criticism, right? Not, I'm so stupid, I should have left earlier, I have five minutes, you know, what's that ten minutes, why did you snooze? No judgment or self-criticism. Step number three, using my five senses to tell me what's real. My five senses, what I touch, taste, smell, these five senses tell me what's real. My imagination, my thoughts, my anxiousness, my worries, my stress of the future are not necessarily real. Using my five senses tell me what's real. Studies show we have 7,000 to 10,000 thoughts in one day. Those are not all real, brothers and sisters. My five senses tell me what's real. Number four, inviting Jesus into the present moment because our God is a God of the now. Right, Jesus, you are here with me right now. And the fifth and final step is bringing my future event to Jesus, which is causing me to be anxious. Lord Jesus, I invite you into this upcoming exam. So practically speaking, what does this look like? Just an example, right, that I had that day when I was on the highway. Right, and I was feeling this panic, almost having a heart attack. So for example, I was driving on the highway. What I should have done but didn't do is, number one, bring myself back to the present moment. Where am I right now? Right now, I'm on I-75 driving north, heading to Lansing. That's step number one. Where am I? Step number two, without judgment or criticism. Oh, I should have used, I shouldn't have, you know, where am I right now? Right now, I am safe. I am good. I'm alive. Step number three, using my five senses to tell me what's real. What I should have done is I should have turned up the radio. I should have put down the window and felt the wind. I should have grabbed the mint out of my, uh, the glove compartment and put it in my mouth. My five, I should have touched the leather around the steering wheel. Number four, inviting Jesus into the present moment. And Lord Jesus, right now, you are in this car with me. I am not alone. And the fifth step, which I should have done but did not do, is, Lord Jesus, this is what I'm anxious about. I'm already running late. And I'm stuck in traffic. But Lord Jesus, you are with me right now, and I invite you into it. Brothers and sisters, if we did this 50 times a day, we prayed 50 times a day. Sometimes I hear people say, Father, I didn't pray today. But we can constantly be praying when we're living in the present moment. We're inviting Jesus into what's causing me stress, anxiety, fear, and worry. And that's a prayer. And that's what God wants. That's exactly what he wants. So brothers and sisters, it is normal to be anxious at, and have anxious thoughts at times, but if we're not careful, 
and practicing living the present moment and connecting with God, then my anxious thoughts will turn into an anxious disorder. And that's not what God wants. So today we turn to our Lord and our God. We turn to our Savior Jesus. We surrender our lives to Him. And throughout our day, we practice living the present moment. So we, as a family, can be a less anxious and more faithful community and family. Amen?